This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Morning Majulus podcast. It's the Morning Majulus. It's the Morning Majulus, and lots has been happening uh, recently over at uh, the World of Africa Hall and Africa Institute in particular. We're very kindly joined by two very, very important guests here in the studios as we are talking to you about the launch of the uh, the, uh, the, the symposium, a two-day symposium, kicking off tomorrow. So you guys have got a couple of very busy days as we are celebrating the life and legacy of the literary icon, uh, Tony Morrison. And thank you once again. To our guests today for joining us here in the studio. So let's introduce them for you. We have uh, Professor Salah Hassan from the Africa Institute. A very good morning to you. For, thank you for joining good us. Good morning. Thank um, you for having me. And we've also got Ford Morrison here in the studios to give us a little bit more uh, information about the the life and legacy of of Tony Morrison and of course the importance of this event. Thank you very much for joining us and welcome to Sharjah. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Yes, it's it really is a pleasure for us. Now, um, what we do know so far is that there's a fellowship program that's been launched, and we've also got this two day symposium. So, Professor Salah, if you can um, give us a, an overview of what to expect, because we've got film screenings, panel discussions, something exciting for the general public let me begin first by thanking you guys for giving us the opportunity to talk about the africa institute and also about the program on the launching of tony morrison fellowship uh and we are very grateful to uh tom uh sorry i I give this (laughs) mistake all the time it's ford morrison uh, who is the son of the great tony morrison and i thank him and the family specifically because of their you know uh, gracious uh, uh, agreement to to have us name the fellowship after Tony Morrison. Uh, uh, the Africa Institute, let me just give you a, a quick mm-hmm. background because it ties to the fellowship itself. It's uh, a global African studies program. So it's perceived not continental, but thinking of Africa as a global presence rather than a geographic entity. So it includes the diaspora. So for us, the African-American diaspora is very important component of African studies as we see it today. So the fellowship purpose is really to attract senior fellows who are working on African African diaspora uh, literary and cultural studies. For us, the significance of having it named after Toni Morrison because she's actually not only just a storyteller or a novelist, she's also a critical theorist Mm. uh, that taught us a lot about issues of diaspora, race, uh, gender, uh, together, that kind of intersectionality that helps us agree understand what does it mean uh, to be an African in the diaspora, what does it mean today and in the past. So her novels, uh, I must say that she actually, through her novels, uh, theorizes diaspora, theorizes the African-American condition, more specifically the black condition, which is significant across the world. Um, she also wrote books on theory. And, and these are also become very important texts in African and African-American studies where Africanists, even in the continent, benefit from studying them. It meant to bring a senior fellow who actually can interact with other fellowship because the Africa Institute as a postgraduate studies, as a research institute, as a center for documentation research, mm-hmm. attract other fellows uh, that are named after, one is named after Oku Enwezo, a very well-known uh, uh, a historian and, cu- and curator in visual and performing studies. There is one named after uh, Fatima Mernisi, the Moroccan uh, feminist that's in social studies and gender spe- uh, studies specifically. And one named after Ali Mazrui, who's a very well-known 
uh, or was a very well-known uh, Africanist who was interested in global African studies. And um, I'd like to shift our focus also to our very uh, for our guest. Uh, thank you very much for joining us as well. And uh, you know, it was a pleasure to have you here in Sharjah um, to to learn a bit more about Tony Morrison's legacy. Now, being a son as well, there must be a lot of weight on your shoulders to carry that legacy forward. Well, well, yes, but that's not it's not much different than yeah. just growing up in a normal situation for me. Early on, we've always had a connection, a larger connection to just not just my family, but to the whole community at large. So growing up, it didn't seem that odd that she would do this type of work, looking at the black uh, experience here in my, in my country. One of the first things I noticed is when I was probably just six or s- four or five years old, I think, we lived in Washington, D.C., and my babysitter was a descendant of Thomas Jefferson. She had all of his stuff in the attic. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I knew that there was something special about living in this family. Um, after we got to New York, things started to develop. She, started, she wrote The Bluest Eye, and I can remember she told me to not read The Bluest Eye, that it was not for children. So, of course, I immediately went to pick it up. And I read the first few pages, and it looked like she was writing from my third grade class with Tom, mm-hmm. Dick, and Jane. But what she was doing with language was something so extraordinary that I couldn't understand it till much later. Mm-hmm. So reading the book, because it's not a book for children, and one of the things I've noticed, it's the most banned book in my country. Oh, wow. Right, And I get a lot of you know, notices every day about all the books that they have banned. So I'm extremely grateful that you understand her global reach and how she, I think she publishes in 300 languages, 13 novels. So I think I just signed the uh, contract for the Saudi, Mm -hmm. for the Arabic publication of Bluest Eye, no, Source of Self-Regard. The other two are already out already. Mm -hmm. But growing up with her was, (coughs) we had a large family, everybody supported each other, and we often knew that um, things were a bit different. I can remember in junior high school, Angela Davis came to live with us after she'd gotten out of, uh, out of jail, and she was writing her book. So that's the one thing I remember about her. And, you know, we had lots of fun. She, mm-hmm. We would laugh and dance, and she taught us how to do karate when we were little. Mm-hmm. Moving on from that, she, my mother, she also published you know, Huey Newton, Black Panther Party leader, uh, George Jackson, and a number of other people who had a very uh, very interesting view mm-hmm. that was different from most. And although the publishing company at that time, um, you had to become a shark in that company. And the kind of books she published were not always the best sellers, but they were extremely important work just mm-hmm. for the culture at large. And uh, we've also got these documentaries yeah. that you've got. And this, I mean, I love the title, Foreigner's Home. Yeah, well, I love it too. I, I mean, I just want to know about, you know, fast forward to the legacy that she has left behind. Um, looking at the symposium, the Tora Morrison Symposium, what it's all about, and the film screening uh, program, it's opening with your film, Foreigner's Home. Uh, tomorrow, in fact, uh, it's taking place at the Africa Hall here in the Emirates of Sharjah. So can you just share with our listeners what the, this film is all about, the themes of it, the emotions, the cultural dialogue that it explores within the, ta- the, 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 the context of the, the Louvre as well? Oh, yes. Thank you for asking. It didn't start off that way because I used to, or I always uh, went with my mother on book tour to cover you know, events and make sure because she didn't want to travel alone. 
By the time she was offered the guest curatorship at the Louvre, I thought it would be good to film that, but not to make a movie, just for posterity's sake. And I designed the film to be a teaching tool, not just for students, but also the way we produce the film. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, edited at Oberlin College. They were just starting their film and video program there. So I wanted the film to become a project for them to use in their archive, and as well as to teach the students. It describes a kind of cultural polemic. It's a very layered film. It looks at the combination of art and politics in a way that I found very interesting. I would, of course, never attempt to put my mother's work on the screen back then. Now, of course, I have to because I think we're doing, there's an adaptation of Sula for HBO coming out soon, I hope. There's a Song of Solomon is being done by, or was being done by Fremantle and George Wolfe. And there's also a stage production of Beloved we're thinking about doing also. So those kinds of films are very, uh, they might seem to be very difficult because she is hard to put on the screen. But as far as my film is concerned, I wanted to just look at how the relationship between her work and the people she invited affected politics and immigration. And it's funny, the French don't have, a, we didn't have a translation for The Foreigner's Home because the French are always at home <laughs> wherever they go. <laughs> So we had difficulty with that. But the six or eight weeks that it was, was quite grueling. And we saw, I filmed everything at hand. And after that, I just thought it was, it would make a great you know, movie. Definitely. And um, so, Professor Hassan, I'd like to ask a little bit more about the events, because I know a lot of listeners out there would be thinking, oh, gosh, you know, I've got to attend this event. So how do we, uh, what are the key details for them to know? Timings, tickets, bookings, and uh, the types of authors that they can interact with. Uh, so what are the opportunities for the general public at large? Uh, the conferences start actually with the, with, the, with a keynote, in a way, an introduction by, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Ford Morrison himself. We thought it was uh, a great honor for us to have him, and it will start at three o'clock. I mean, but there was also um, a group of uh, Sudanese exile group called wow. Multaka of musicians, whom we hosted after the uh, displacement of a million of Sudanese from Sudan, and they are going to form adaptations. Although I'm giving here a surprise that we wanted to keep <laughs> for the people in the in the conference itself, they're going to give uh, an adaptation of "Lift Every Voice and and Sing." which is a very important, uh, you know, almost like a national anthem for the Mm. African-American or blacks uh, in the United States. Um, It's also an experience in itself in kind of cultural, you know, kind of interaction or intersection, because this is a people who are using Sudanese and African instrument and will be a great, uh, you know, honor to have them do that. Mm. Uh, The conference will end with with also a conference, sorry, with with, uh, also a concert by the same group uh, who will also have a rendition of a redemption song. We felt this is um, an event in itself is a redemption song. The life of uh, uh, Tony Morrison celebrating it is a redemption song. But in between, uh, two each day will, fo- will feature a screening. The first day will feature a screening of The Foreigner's Home, which is very relevant to our time. I think, um, if I may add just to what, uh, you know, uh, Ford has, has mentioned is that when we think today, we think about who is the foreigner and, mm. and what is their home. And of course, uh, it was always assumed naturally that Europe is the home for, uh, for Europeans, but it's not a home for others, even though when you think about the relationship between the metropole and the colony, 
uh, European never been called uh, foreigners in mm. other places. And we see now the displacement and the, the whole legacy of, of, of settler colonialism. So I think there is a significance and lessons to be learned from that. Then the day will unfold with a discussion by two uh, panelists. Uh, one of them is the, um, is the, the first inaugural fellow, Felicia Bolton. Uh, who's a professor at Akron, Ohio, and a, Tom, uh, and, and, and a Tony Morrison scholar, mm. and a colleague from Cornell University, Richard Richardson, who's also a very well-known uh, literary scholar, especially in literature from the southern part of the United States, who will uh, engage in a discussion. And the day will end with the concert. The second day, there will be... Uh, sorry, I, I forgot to mention that the first day also will end with a major keynote is, is, you know, speech by a very well-known uh, African-American scholar, uh, Farah Jasmine Griffin, who is actually happening to be working on uh, a, a, bi a biography of Toni Morrison, but she's also a major scholar in literary studies uh, mm -hmm. of the African-American experience, and she will engage in a discussion with a very well-known filmmaker, uh, theorist, uh, that is Manche Dewara. The second day will also unfold at uh, starting early at 11, uh, with uh, the screening of the second film, Tony Morrison, The Peace I Am, which is an important, almost like a pastiche of the different multiple lives of Tony Morrison. You know, and then uh, we'll end with a discussion of the film, but also two major uh, scholars. And uh, the day will end with another concert by the same group. of. Uh, so we, it's a kind of a combination of an intellectual work, film screening, but also music, because I thought... That's the best celebration of True. Tony Morrison's life. And quickly before we wrap up, I would like to get your sentiments uh, forward about, you know, when the Africa Institute approached you um, to name this fellowship in, in literature and cultural studies after your mother, Tony Morrison. How did it really make you feel? Oh, I was amazed and really pleased by the invitation, the idea of this, because I signed a contract for a book just recently, I think it's due this summer, mm -hmm. where it looks at the image of Africans. And it is a book of critical theory, of mm -hmm. literary theory. Even though I don't read her critically, we look at all the great authors like, I don't know, Edgar Allan Poe, Faulkner, a number of others. Uh, one of the things in the book is there's diff there are different readings. For example, of Moby Dick, where the white rail represents white supremacy that he's trying to kill. Not many people read it that way. Mm. There's another story about Benito Sereno, where you see the duality of the perception of race in an instant. He approaches a slave ship, sees a man being shaved by what he thinks is a slave, but soon understands that it's under mutiny. So in an instant, his perception changes. And her She's a really interesting literary critic, which I didn't know about until recently. So this was a course taught at Princeton. I think there are 10 or 12 lectures. And those are going to, each lecture is going to be a chapter in a book. So to answer your mm. question about uh, critical theory, I don't read her critically, but this is, this is going to be a really great book once it's out. Well, something to look forward to indeed. And, uh, you know, we wish you all the very best for this symposium and this event that's taking place at Africa Hall. And I'm sure lots of our listeners would be convinced right now to, to go over and, and, and register. So do, do they have to pre-register online? Uh, well, how does it work? I actually forgot to mention yeah. it's free wow. to, to the public. Registration is good for us to take count, account of uh, the number of people attending. But it's a huge hall and it's in the Africa Hall and we can have a, a lot of people attend in person. But it's also stream, you know, you know, live streamed Amazing. the whole event and it will be recorded and it will be also on uh, the website of 
the uh, Africa Institute in the future. So we welcome everybody. Brilliant. All kicks off 3 p.m. tomorrow. So uh, everyone out there, if you want to take part, you can head over to the Africa Hall. And uh, if you if you want to catch it virtually, it's on the YouTube page, I believe. It's it yes. live streamed on YouTube platform. So, well, once again, thank you very much for joining us, Ford Morrison, as well as uh, Professor Hassan. It's been a, an absolute pleasure to have you here uh, on air with us in Pulse95. Thank you so much. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Stay tuned to Pulse 95. Lots of conversations to look forward to here on the program. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 7 a.m.